over 80% of the people around don't enjoy their work. Get a good education, stable job, and raise a family. I slept on a futon until I was 36. I don't regret any of it. I just want to have some type of impact, no matter what it was. What's going on, guys? My name is Alex, and you're listening to the 99 Career Options Podcast. Have you ever visited a website that was super easy to navigate through, where you found all the information you needed easily, and where you had a great experience and pleasure being on? Well, that probably means that the website had a great user experience design. What many people don't know is that a lot of mobile applications and websites are specifically designed both visually and technically to maximize usability and the user experience, which is what today's guest Martin Greena is all about. Martin is working as an IT consultant dealing with different clients and whose job it is to provide the best user experience for using a product, for example, an application or a website. A typical day of work for Martin usually involves working in teams and doing research to find out what the desires of the users are so that they can best cover their needs. In this interview, Martin will talk about his journey, studying and working as a freelancer, and he will also give a lot of great advice on steps you can take to become more attractive in the job market, which is something a lot of newly finished graduates are struggling to do. There's a lot of good and valuable information Martin has shared with us in this interview, and it can be wise to take notes underway. We hope that you will have just as much fun listening and learning as we had interviewing him. I hope you guys are ready for this week's guest, because here we go. Here's your host, Callan Fabry, with guest Martin Greena. Enjoy. Hello, Martin. Welcome to 99 Career Options Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to talk about your work and your career path with us. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Um, can you please tell us in one or two sentences what do you do? Uh, I work as a uh, IT consultant uh, with the user experience design and interaction design um, at different clients in the Oslo area. Mm -hmm. What does user experience design mean? That is a really tough question because it means <laughs> a lot of different things. But um, my job is to make... Uh, digital platforms may be um, an, a smartphone app or a website as user-friendly as possible, uh, make it effective and make it easy to use and uh, uh, following um, different uh, conventions uh, or by uh, having user tests. Um, yeah, basically. What are the most important things to keep in mind when you're building something to be user-friendly? Talking to the users, definitely. <laughs> uh, not, not let your boss make the decisions uh, on gut feeling. You need to talk to the end users and finding out what they want, what they need, uh, what they, their desires are. Uh -huh. And their laziness, maybe. Or... <laughs> like maybe sometimes <laughs> like everything needs to be quite i guess quite easy to click not not too many clicks can you tell me about some tasks that you would norm you would normally do during the day well um, um there's a lot of different things uh actually every day i do a lot of user interface design um like drawing layouts and uh, putting a user interface components in the layouts, trying to make um, like a nice user flow and making things look good. I'm not pixel pushing that much, but I'm trying to like set up 
kind of a wireframe of how uh, maybe a screen on a web page sh should look like. And then um, uh, I collaborate with other designers talking about um, how it should be, getting feedback from each other. Um, and uh, recently we are planned to have a user test with some mm -hmm. of um, uh, my clients' um, customers mm -hmm. to see if what we have been working on for quite some time uh, actually meets uh, their needs. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, can you give me some examples of projects you worked on lately? Um, for the last um, nine or ten months or so, uh, I've been working in uh, um, the financial sector uh, with banking, online mm -hmm. banking and mobile banking. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a lot of uh, a lot of complexity uh, within banking. There's a lot of um, systems that you need to understand um, mm -hmm. in order to design uh, great user experiences. Mm -hmm. So, so you need would to understand the, the customer journey. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how would you map the customer journey? Do you really think we have time for that now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's it's pretty complex. Um, I'm working, I, I'm working in the enterprise segment, so that makes mm -hmm. it really complex as well. So you need to understand, uh, for instance, uh, what relationship uh, the customer has to the bank. Uh, it could be a large enterprise uh, that is our customer. Uh, it can be like a sole proprietor proprietorship. Mm -hmm. um, so it varies from very small businesses uh, that consists of one person, maybe to large organizations with uh, thousands of employees uh, that are customers at uh, the bank. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there's uh, also these third party services uh, like accounting uh, services um, that need to um, communicate with the bank and we need to communicate with them. So it's uh, kind of, uh, so we can exchange uh, data, for instance, um, so our bank can support uh, third-party services that our clients or customers are using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, how, how do you usually approach a new project? Do you guys have a checklist or something? Um, well, when I start at a new client, the first thing I do is to... Uh, try to get to know as many people as as possible. And what I do that they don't know is that I write down keywords about them, what they do, how they're <laughs> like. Uh, for instance, so I there's a lot of new names to remember. So I, if I've spoken to say two persons um, uh, within the the last 15 minutes, I. Mm -hmm go back to my computer uh, and continue my work. But uh, what I also do is write down what I remember about them so I can easily uh, remember who they are, what they're working with, and, and what they're like, uh, what persons they are, uh, or, or at least what what's my impression. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a really good exercise um, that I usually do at every client um, so that I... Uh, quickly get to know who everyone are. Yeah, yeah, and also I think it's a it's a good way to 
to remember names because you associate then the name with also with something else. Yeah. But then, uh, then you also, when you, when you talk to different persons, you, uh, you really quick get under their skin and, uh, you really get to know them and what their personal goals or personal opinions are about what we're going to make. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's kind of this brainstorming thing when we're talking, uh, because everyone has their visions, their dreams about, um things even though it's the same project we're working on so mm -hmm. um i hear often a lot of interesting ideas that uh uh that i wouldn't uh, come across if we didn't have these uh, conversations at the coffee machine uh or at the lunch table mm -hmm. that stuff it's very interesting, actually. I, I never thought about this, this perspective that you don't deal just with the software side, but also you, you deal with, uh, with the human side. Like you try to understand what, what's, what, what are their goals? What are their, their vision? So you can better create actually what they envision. Definitely. And, uh, we, we come in uh, as consultants as, uh, at different, um, times at the, at the clients. Um, it could be that we are, um, sold to a client to like clean up the mess, uh, or we could, um, uh, come in at the time where there's just like loose concepts and we can really start, um, like start from scratch building, uh, building the software and work with the visions and, uh, try to, uh, identify who uh, the, the target group is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you mentioned that you work in a team. So what are the roles in a team and how does the interaction look like? Uh, well, well, at the, the current client, um, we are a few designers, um, at least in my team. Um, and there are a lot of developers, uh, working with, uh, well, most, most of today's, uh, developers, uh, at least, uh, from my point of view is that they're becoming more and more full stack so they can handle both the back end and front end and also work with architecture and uh, uh, technical testing, for instance. But uh, we have uh, more dedicated roles in my team. So we have dedicated front-end developers, we have dedicated back-end developers and architects, functional architects, technical architects. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a team lead, we have a project manager, um, and a few designers working on different kind of stuff. And... Mm -hmm. um, um, at this client, uh, we, we try to, uh, work, uh, agile and, uh, trying out, uh, these lean principles, mm -hmm. um, that are really hot topics nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, but we work, uh, a bit more like a waterfall, um, uh, if we were to look realistically at this, uh, at the situation. But, uh, so, uh, what that entails is that, uh, we do a lot of functional, um, requirement specification and then we, uh, design for a few weeks and then perhaps we do some user testing and we get a lot of feedback from developers and the other designers. 
that are working here. Um, and then we start developing and then we start testing. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a, a one way street. Mm-hmm. But we, mm-hmm. we're uh, getting a lot better at working iter- uh, with this, these iterative approaches like Agile uh, and Lean. But it's uh, it's difficult in very large organizations that have been working with uh, IT development for over a decade uh, and trying to uh, think new and uh, try new stuff in very large teams. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we're we're gonna get there, but it's taking time. Just um just to define some terms for our listeners, um, full stack means uh, both front end and back end, right? And um and waterfall means um is is the concept when you build a house. So you have the the all the all the requirements, and you start building first the foundation, and then you start building um the rest of the house, like uh in a waterfall method. But then the agile method, which is Scrum, uh, you build iterative with sprints, and then you try in the first sprint somehow to have a sort of um, a sort of product. So then you can test along the way with your client. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a very nice summary. Yeah. Um, how did you end up um, working as a um, UX designer? Who? <laughs> Well, I need to think back now. Um, well, it, it started um, when I, can... I I chose I chose to uh, go to the university in Agder uh, um, <laughs> in southern Norway and to study informatics or in, um, information systems. So uh, I think it was uh, the second year we uh, were introduced to a course called uh, user interface. Uh, or user interface and design or something, something. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we were exposed to uh, designing uh, user interfaces and uh, user interfaces and, and also build them with uh, HTML, CSS and JavaScript. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely felt that designing the, the layouts and making uh, like a, a flow uh, was my, my strength. And uh, and later on, I started doing like these hobby projects, uh, designing stuff for for print. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a part time position at the university working as a graphic designer. So then I made a few brochures and uh, including like the, the main study catalog um, uh, consisting of 140 pages. Uh, so that was a kind of sort of a large uh, I guess you can say, um, print production. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was where I kind of, um, built my, my graphic, um, graphical skills mm-hmm. and, uh, got a sense of, uh, what, what looks good and uh, what doesn't work. So, and I, and I brought those skills over to web design later on when I did a lot of uh, freelance projects for, different student organizations and uh, uh, private persons in the area uh, wanting some simple solutions that I could charge uh, a little bit for mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as uh, to have a little bit income uh, besides uh, studying and also mm-hmm. get some uh, experience. 
Exactly. And uh, so I, th- I think just the uh, the web design and uh, I, I I didn't know what UX was back in 2009, <laughs> but uh, the web design thing just uh, kept growing on me, and uh, I I felt that I I was good at it, so I wanted to continue. Uh, so uh, that led me to. Uh, uh, applying for the master's degree in design, use, and interaction at the University of Oslo. So then I moved back to Oslo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after finishing the bachelor's degree in uh, in Kristiansand. So, um, can you describe the studying period? Uh, the studying period. Uh, well, first I was three years in Kristiansand uh, doing the the bachelor, and then I. Uh, actually, I didn't know what to do, uh, so I took a year uh, studying uh, this uh, uh, one-year um, uh, communications uh, studies. So I took 60, 60 credits in communications um, at the university, and then I stumbled across or stumbled upon this uh, design um, program in Oslo and I knew that okay this is what I'm going to do so I moved to Oslo and I took uh, um, uh, the master's program in uh, design use and interaction and um, so that's kind of uh, what I've been been studying um, so but I, I also um, also went to uh, or I got an internship in, in Oslo during the summer uh, mm-hmm. and also an internship uh, the same the same year during the fall, so I had a half a year um, break from the studies to do internships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to dig a little bit deeper in your studying period, um, and especially in that period that you didn't know what to do, uh, because mm-hmm. we try to help people to to figure out what what they want to do without maybe losing so much time. Uh, so looking back right now, maybe uh, I just checked a little bit the courses that you did at University of Agder, but it, it's not necessarily that they are so far away that what you're doing right now, or... Because Absolutely you, not. Because you did text and image and media and society uh, and, and digital presentations, so, so somehow it overlaps, but you can see that just now looking back, you kind of, how Steve Jobs said, you can connect the dots, um, but... I'm interested, like, how, how come you choose communication and media studies? And how come you didn't know what to choose? Did you choose the career counseling at school that you had at, uh, at school or? Nope. Um, well, I've always been interested in uh, IT and technology in general. So I knew that I wanted to study something within that field. Uh, so that was no question at all. But it was more like after those three years um, of uh, information systems uh, theory that I uh, was thinking whether I should continue studying or if I should uh, apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more about that question. Um, and then I, uh, I, I figured out that I, I'm not quite finished with... Uh, with studying at university, it was so much fun. So I wanted mm-hmm. to stay a little longer, <laughs> and um, 
I've always been interested in photography as well, and uh, I thought maybe the communication study could be interesting to learn a little more, more about, more about um, interpersonal communication and rhetorics and journalism, uh, using text and images together uh, mm-hmm. to create something. Uh, and it was a really nice program, so um, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you also mentioned that you, you worked um, b- uh, as a freelancer besides your your master and your studies. When did you start working as a freelancer? Uh, well, the freelancing stuff uh, I did uh, already in 2009 um, when I had learned something about uh, programming and design. Uh, so then I figured out that, oh, I can start my own company or this um, uh, sole proprietorship mm-hmm. and um, uh, just start charging people for services that I could offer. Uh, it was just like people that I knew from student organizations. Uh, every student organization needs a new website any, at, at some point. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I sold my services to a lot of student organizations that wanting, wanted a new website or they wanted um, a poster, a brochure, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that was really nice work exercise for me. Uh, and I got to know a lot of different uh, people um, um, besides like having them as classmates. So did you also take a student loan or uh, the freelance job helped you to go through your bachelor and master afterwards? Oh, I, I had a full student loan, uh, yeah. of course, like every Norwegian student. Yeah. So looking back now, what were the things that you did right that actually companies took contact with you? Well, I... Um... I tried to to keep my uh, my LinkedIn always updated with uh, with short and concise texts about each uh, position and uh, and as you mentioned earlier, I listed all the courses that I've taken at the university so they could see what I've been actually actually been learning uh, instead of just uh, mentioning uh, a the name of a university and the program because the name of the program doesn't say really anything mm-hmm. about what you have been studying. Exactly. So, um, so listing the the content of the of the study program is, um, I think, really important. And also, do you so think the internships? See, uh, and also the internships, of course, uh, that are uh, really nice to show uh, because it it shows that you have work exercise and you you've done this before. You have you have practical experience. Um, um, with what you've been studying. So, um, of course, that is a strength. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think everyone should be a little bit more ambitious because, uh, ambitious. So, uh, apply for a, a part-time job, which is somewhat relevant. Apply for internships. There are a lot of internships out there and not every, um, not every company is, uh, enlisting those internship. You have to proactively contact them and ask sometimes if they have an internship available that you can apply for. Yeah, I, I really like the word that you use there, um, which is proactive. I think you need to be proactive in building your future, you know, in, in building the future that you want. Uh, and that starts with contacting companies that do something that you think it's cool and is related with what you study. Yeah, basically. You shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, how is the market right now for um, UX designers and how do you think that will change in the future? 
The UX designers or interaction designers, whatever you call us, uh, are really <laughs> attractive uh, in the industry right now. Uh, um, interaction design or um, usability is becoming like a competitive advantages advantage for for uh, for companies. Um, mm. So um, the demand for uh, people uh, who knows how to create uh, amazing user experiences and uh, know how to execute a design process, a user-centered design process and uh, stuff like that are really attractive. Mm -hmm. um, we, can, uh, we can feel that at my company, the consulting firm that I'm working at. Mm -hmm. uh, the pressure and the demand uh, we get from uh, current and potential clients uh, that needs a, a, a user experience designer or interaction designer as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Do you guys and, uh, uh, take also internships at your company? Yes, we do. Um, this summer we had uh, three students from uh, NTNU in mm -hmm. Yeah. So they came to Oslo, uh, working here for the summer, um, and they were, were also lucky enough to work at one of our clients in Oslo. So they nice. got real experience working at the huge client uh, with uh, real projects. So they were not just put in uh, a, a room at our office working with some uh, meaningless stuff. They mm -hmm. got real work experience. So that was uh, really, really nice. And they were really happy uh, mm -hmm. when they left in August. So can they, can they after the first year, start an internship? Or you would prefer someone that it's a little bit later? Like uh, in their third year, or at their um, or pursuing. Well, um, I think the most common thing to do is uh, to have an internship, like uh, uh, the summer before you're starting your uh, fourth or fifth year. Got it. Uh, but I, uh, but uh, but when I was working uh, as an intern. Uh, during the summer 2013, I was working together with uh, with someone who was in the second year of her bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. So uh, she was really early on. And um, so I, I don't think you can say that, no, you're too young, you're too inexperienced to have an internship. That what's an internship is all about. But, uh, but as I said, I think the most common thing to do is uh, to apply for an internship when you're done with your bachelor. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, we're almost finishing up. Um, just a couple of questions more about some resources and advice for our listeners. If you could choose three books as a mandatory read for all high school college students, which books would you choose? <clears throat> well, uh, of course, there are a few books that uh, gives you uh, fundamental knowledge and uh, and um, where you can learn about uh, different approaches to design methodology uh, and stuff like that and different conventions and stuff. Um, so some books that I really um, would recommend is uh, a book called Lean UX, uh, Applying Lean Principles uh, to Improve User Experience Design, I think it's called, by mm -hmm. Jeff uh, Gothel. Uh, that gives is uh, a really light a uh, book of, I think, uh, 130 pages or something like that, where you uh, learn um, a, little, a little bit about how to run lean, uh, where you can 
um, dig a little bit into uh, project management and uh, how to reduce time to market and uh, how to work uh, effective in uh, cross-functional teams. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good book for uh, for everyone studying something within technology and uh, IT development and design. Mm-hmm. Uh, more user experience uh, related. Uh, Don't make me think by Stephen Krug, uh, <laughs> or Steve Krug. Um, uh, that's at least two books. Um, and you should read everything from Donald Norman um, and Jacob Nielsen. It's uh, really good, uh, really good stuff there. But uh, in general, uh, the digital design. Uh, uh, business is moving uh, really, really fast. So uh, the best things to do to um, to keep yourself up to speed is to read a lot of articles on the web. Um, from, uh, uh, for example, Smashing Magazine or from UX Pin, uh, UX Magazine, um, and follow different. Uh, personalities within the IT industry on medium.com. There's a lot of great blogs out there uh, that you should read. Um, And uh, if you read a book, that's, you get uh, the author's impression and impressions and meanings. uh, But that's um, always not the right answer. That's only one opinion. That's only one side of it. So that's why it's important to read a lot of articles on the web where you have a little bit more criticism to each other. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're just going into my next question. If you can recommend uh, some resources like websites, blogs, podcasts, or people to follow on Twitter uh, for our listeners that want to learn more about how it is to be a UX design designer or, or if they just want to learn in general more about this field. I think Smashing Magazine has a lot of good articles that are... Uh, summarizing a lot of uh, what we're working on from on a, on a daily basis, but uh, you should just uh, go to medium.com and go to top stories or trending or search for design or user experience, digital design, and you will stumble upon a lot of great bloggers uh, and um, who produce a lot of great articles uh, about trending topics, basically. Got it. Uh, I think it's important to know what's uh, what's trending. What life lesson did you learn the hard way? Ooh, um, I'm not sure. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I I wish that I could start um, directly with web design instead of. Uh, doing a lot of print design because that transition was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to do web design with, uh, uh, with, uh, points and, uh, and centimeters <laughs> instead of do- working with the pixels. <laughs> uh, it's a totally different uh, thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm also, I'm lecturing, um, at High School in Christiana, a, a private, uh, university college here in Oslo, mm-hmm. um, te- teaching, uh, graphic design students about interaction design. And a lot of them are, uh, kind of still in this mindset of print that they're thinking print design when they're trying to do web or app design. So that's a really tough transition. So I'm trying to learn them to think or to go the easy way instead of that they have to learn the hard way. Um, 
kind of. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to your 18 years old self? Wow. Um, you know what? Uh, I had a great life so far. I don't think I would go back to change anything. I'm really happy with a lot of my choices. Maybe I did uh, some uh, bad or not thought through uh, decisions. Um, mm -hmm. But that is something that you should experience, in my opinion. Uh, you can't like go back and uh, relive your life anyway. So what's done, it's done. So. Yeah, I, I was just wondering if you have any advice for our listeners. And that's why the question is, <laughs> that's why the best advice that we will give actually is the advice that we would give to our younger selves. Well, um, you should uh, be allowed to dream and think big, be ambition, ambitious. Um, don't think that you're not good enough. Um You, you can do it, uh, some, some way, uh, fake it till you make it, uh, think big and you can accomplish everything you want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would the old you say about the new you? Um, wow. These are uh, like philosophical questions that I'm not prepared for. But um, I think um, my older self would be uh, proud about uh, what I've done with my academical life, uh, what, mm -hmm. I, what I've chosen to study, that I did uh, choose to study, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that I applied for internships and I got internships at really interesting uh companies uh and that i've uh not been afraid to try new things and uh, try to accomplish what i've been dreaming of wonderful thank you so much for sharing your experience and your life with us and and providing a lot of useful information for our listeners well i hope some of it can be useful for someone i uh, i hope but uh uh but uh you're welcome Uh, it was nice talking to you and uh, talking about this in general, actually, because I, I had to think uh, back like eight, nine years and uh, uh, rethink what I've been doing. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's uh, I think it's good, you know, because uh, you get to make a review of your life. So that's that's always nice to do it. Yeah. So thank you for freshening up my mind and my memory. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. All right, you've come to the end of this episode, but don't worry, more episodes are on the way. Is there a job position that you want to know more about? Then don't hesitate to let us know. After all, that's why we're here. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't take more than two minutes, and it really means a lot to us to know that you enjoy listening. Also, remember that on a 99 Corruptions website, you can always find interviews with people of different professions. And all the interviews are, of course, entirely free. You can also request a Q&A session, which is a great way to personally get a chance to ask questions to people who are already working in a field that you are interested in or want to learn more about. If you want to support us even more, we would love it if you can check out our Patreon page. By supporting us, you're not only helping us and making it possible for us to keep this show alive, but you're also supporting education on a global level and help bring opportunities in developing countries because a part of our profit will go to charity to work towards that. That's it for this time. Have a great day and see you next time.